0: Shalom brothers and sisters we have a detailed lesson prepared for the brothers and sisters internationally today's lesson will be called discerning the voice of God brothers and sisters many people have reservation struggle as it pertains to hearing or distinguishing God's voice from any other voice so today we want to use biblical text we want to use scripture to educate us to edify on how we can distinguish the Most High God's voice. We're gonna to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're gonna read verse 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture, brothers and sisters, not just the Old Testament, not just the New Testament. Not just the Apographer, but all three in conjunction, brothers and sisters. You also have what the pseudopigrapher, you also have the Septuagint. So there's other scriptures also, but mainly for a foundation you need to have a of course New Testament, Old Testament, and a a um an apographer, which you can get in a sixteen eleven Bible. So all scriptures given by inspiration of the most high. So this isn't just man writing his thoughts down. The scripture is given by inspiration of the Most High. And we're going to use that to learn to distinguish the Most High's voice from Satan or from the world or from our own heart, our own thoughts, brothers and sisters. It's critical that we use biblical text to shed light on the hidden message, the the hidden communication of the Most High. We're going to read that one more time. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, for instruction in righteousness, brothers and sisters. So scripture has usefulness as it pertains to training in righteousness, brothers and sisters. And Paul is magnifying the sufficiency of scripture. So everything you need, brothers and sisters, is in this is is in this record, is in this book, brothers and sisters. Can you read uh, verse 17, brother or read 16 and 17? Verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. Right, that the man of God may learn to perfect himself through the scriptures, brothers and sisters. You cannot perfect yourself if you don't know how to communicate with the Most High, brothers and sisters. So what are we going to do? We're going to use scripture to Show edification as it pertains to distinguishing the Most High's voice from any other. We're going to go to Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We're in the New Testament. The the epistles. Romans 15, verse 4. For whatsoever things were written before time... So the things that were written before time... Were were, written for our learning. Right. When it says our learning, that means our instruction, brothers and sisters. That we, through patience and comfort of the Scripture, might have hope. Right. So we have hope through Scripture, brothers and sisters. Without instruction, without a blueprint, we have no hope, brothers and sisters. So we needed to show you that the purpose of all Scripture is for our instruction. The reason that the Word of God conveys distinctive ideas is because it's written by the Most High, brothers and sisters, as we read in the previous Scripture. So the Bible is the tool that we're going to use to be able to shed light on how to distinguish the Most High's voice. Can you read that scripture again, brother? Verse 4 For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. Right, so we're going to use the Bible, brothers and sisters, for directives (coughs) for a blueprint, brothers and sisters and by the end of this lesson you will be able to distinguish the voice of the Most High some of us already hear the voice of the Most High, some of us Want to ignore the voice of the Most High. And we're going to touch on that too today, brothers and sisters. We're going to Isaiah 28 and 23. We're going into the Tanakh. Follow us, brothers and sisters, please. Isaiah 28 and 23. Give ye ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Read that one more time, brother. Give ye ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Right, so the Most High is constantly trying to speak to us and give us His direction, brothers and sisters. It's never the Most High who's not speaking, but it's us who are not hearing. Can you read that one more time, brother? 23, give ye ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Right, so learning to clearly distinguish the Most High's voice is invaluable, brothers and sisters. You cannot put value on that because most people cannot ascertain When the Most High is trying to communicate with them. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 23. Give ye ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. Right. Now we're going to go to Christ's words, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to the gospel. Why? Because Christ made some radical statements about hearing his voice. We're going to John chapter 10, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse 3 through 5. John 10 verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. Read that part again. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. Right. So he made an emphatic statement that his sheep do hear his voice, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. Right. So all true believers do hear the voice of the Most High. We just don't recognize what we're hearing as the voice of the Most High, brothers and sisters. So what? We need discernment. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 3. To him the porter opened and the sheep hear his voice. Right. So if you've ever listened to a radio uh, station, brothers and sisters, or ever turned on a TV, for 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 364 days a year, you have a transmission going. There's a signal being sent. Now, when you don't have the television on, you're not receiving that signal. But but you know even without you having the television on you know that when you do turn it on there'll be a program there the same the same with the Most High brothers and sisters he's constantly he's constantly trying to communicate with us but our receiver isn't on usually we you know we're talking to him asking him for what we want but we're actually not listening he's sending out a message and our receiver is off brothers and sisters we're gonna go to Job thirty seven and two. In the Old Testament, brothers and sisters, follow us, please. Job 37, verse 2. Hear attentively the noise of his voice. Right. So the first thing we need to do, brothers and sisters, is to fix our receivers. Can you read that one more time, brother? Hear attentively the noise of his voice and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. Right. So we must believe, brothers and sisters, that the Most High is already speaking and start listening, brothers and sisters. This takes... Time, this takes effort, it takes focus, brothers and sisters. And the average lifestyle isn't, you know, it's so busy that it's not conducive to hearing God's voice, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 2 Hear attentively the noise of his voice and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. Right, hear attentively. That means you must pay attention. You must look to hear his voice, brothers and sisters, because he is trying to communicate with you. Now, we're going to use scriptures to show. Or how to prove how to hear the Most High's voice. How to distinguish the Most High's voice. We're going to go to Ecclesiasticus 38 and 24. Because an average lifestyle is so busy that we don't even have time to ascertain. We're going to the Apocrypha, brothers and sisters. We're going to Ecclesiasticus 38, verse 24. Ecclesiasticus 38 and 24. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure, and he that hath little business shall become wise. Right. So, brothers and sisters, the Bible places high value on rest and peaceful living. It says that a prudent, uh, uh, you know, uh, a wise man become prudent, become wise during his opportunity of leisure. Because why? If Satan can keep us distracted, he can minimize our usefulness to the most high. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure. And he that hath little business shall become wise. Right. So, brothers and sisters, we must learn to shut it down at some point. We must learn to spend time alone at some point and not to be amongst the fray of the world, the rip and run, the city life, brothers and sisters. We need to be able to sit down. I'm not. We don't mean you need to go sit down at a table, but you need to rest because during your time of rest... You can communicate with the Most High. You can come up with a plan. You can there's a plethora of things that you can do during your time of leisure. Some brothers out there are not working. Some sisters are not working right now. And th- now is the it's the perfect time for you to get into studying your Bible, into communicating with the Most High, and learning as much as you can, brothers and sisters. That's that's the key. Use your time of leisure to connect with the Most High, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure. And he that hath little business shall become wise. Right. So, brothers, men have to stop just hanging out and chilling. It's it's not time to chill anymore, men. It's time for us to rise up and to get our our, our, our rightful position as rulers back, righteously, to come back to Christ, brothers and sisters. It's not time to just be chilling. Now, we're saying you can't hang every now and then with a brother or your homegirl, you know, or the girlfriends. No, we're not saying that. But, you know, just hanging around the house, right? When when you're young, brothers just hang around the house. Well, yeah, I'm going to come over to your mom's house and we're just going to sit around and smoke some reefer and, uh, you know, just watch some TV. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not chilling like that. If I am hanging with a friend, we're doing something productive. And that's the way for me to spend more time with my friends is to make sure that, We, we have, we're, you know, we're doing something productive that we both can gain from, not just to hang out and smoke reefer on the corner, brothers and sisters. We need to have, we need to use our time of leisure wisely, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24, the wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure. And he that hath little business shall become wise. Right, so spend less time on the internet unless you're using the internet as a, as a tool to learn, brothers and sisters. To, to, to read the Bible, to look at the encyclopedias and look at other Bibles or biblical historical records that you can get, brothers and sisters. Use your time wisely, because why? If you don't use your time wisely, the Most High would never give you more time off. Now, the people who rule the world They don't work with their hands, brothers and sisters. They're thinkers. They use their time to think. Now, if you're not using your time to think, you're using your time for something else, then why would the Most High ever make you wealthy enough, enough to have more time if you're not using it wisely? He will give you more time off because that's what being wealthy is. It's having time to do whatever you would like. That's time of leisure. Now, if you use your time of leisure wisely, the Most High will make sure you get more we're going to move forward. Um, actually, read that one more time before we move on, brother. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure, and he that hath little business shall become wise. Wise. Right. So we must intentionally make the effort to slow down, brothers and sisters. Our busyness gets in the way of our communication with the most high, brothers and sisters. So busyness. Busyness is never a good thing, brothers and sisters. We're going to Psalms chapter 46. We're going to read verse 10. Psalms 46 and 10, brothers and sisters. Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still. Read that one more time, brother. Be still. Be still. It seems that most of us are busier than ever, brothers and sisters. And that's one of the huge reasons that we don't hear the voice of the Most High better. We're simply just too busy, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 10. Be still. And know that I am God. Right. It's in stillness, not busyness, that we tune in our spiritual ears to hear the voice of the Most High, brothers and sisters. We must limit and or eliminate activities to be able to create more time to be still with the Most High God, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother Corey? Verse ten: Be still and know that I am God. Right. I will be exalted among the heathen. Right. He will be exalted among the heathen. So even the Gentiles will exalt, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Right. He will be exalted in the earth. It's your job to exalt his name, brothers and sisters. It's our job to exalt his name. The Bible will also tell you to be still and know that I am God. I am. I am a higher, brothers and sisters. Over and over and over, the Bible tell you the Most High's name is a higher or the great I am that I am. Be still, brothers and sisters. Too much busyness. You know that those girls out there that's fast, right? They was fast when you was coming up. they had a multitude of business, they was involved in everything. You also have brothers like that too, and they wives can't get them in the house. The most high say be still. You can tell by how a man's running around what type of heart he have, with the intent, with his you know where his treasure is. Brothers and sisters, a man that run around and rip and run, you have to watch that, brothers and sisters. The same thing with the sisters, especially the sisters, because when you're coming up as a young woman, you're not supposed to be everywhere. Nobody want their wife known for being everywhere and knowing everything. Nobody want their daughter known for being all over the place and being busy, brothers and sisters. If you're busy, that means you're accessible. You need to be accessible to the most high, brothers and sisters, and in order to do that, you must... Be still. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. Right. Now, I'm saying be still why? Because the Most High usually speaks to us in a still small voice, but it's often drowned out amid all the turmoil of our daily lives, even through our conscience, brothers and sisters. And you, you we're going to read that. Your conscience, the Most High is talking to you. He's telling you, he's directing you, brothers and sisters. But if you got too much going on, then you're, not, you're, you're ignoring your conscience. You're willfully ignoring your conscience. We're going to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12, brothers and sisters. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12. 1 Kings 19 and 12. And after the earthquake, the fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Examine this, brothers and sisters. During the time of Elijah, the Most High spoke to Elijah. And it wasn't in the, the, the greatness of, the, the, greatness of the, the miracle, brothers and sisters. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in the fire. It was a still small voice, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Now, why is it saying this? Because, because Israel, they look for signs. They think that the only way the Most High is talking to them is a fire fall from the sky, brothers and sisters. Or a whale come swallow them up. Or their homeboy gets shot while, while he's standing right next to them. See, that's what our people are looking at. When the Most High is saying, it's not going to be that. It's the still small voice. It's your conscience. It's me telling you. It's me directing your heart. So, what is this scripture saying? The scripture is saying hearing from the Most High is, an all, is a matter of quietness, brothers and sisters. Because the Most High speaks often in whispers, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Right. Now, this is very important. Because most, o- most often, we mistake the Most High's voice for our own thoughts, brothers and sisters. Sometimes unless you're trained to recognize the most high's voice you might mistake it for a passing thought brothers and sisters that happens all the time where we you know the most high is communicating with us and we believe you know uh, I ain't going to think about that that's just I don't know what that is that just came into my head and then we we go on about our business when really it's the most high brothers and sisters trying to warn us we're going to go to 1 John 3 and 21 Not the gospel, brothers and sisters, but 1 John, chapter 3. We're going to read verse 21. 1 John 3 and 21. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. It says, then we have, then have we confidence. What is this saying? Then we have arrogance towards the Most High. That's what this is talking about, brothers and sisters. If you do something wrong and your heart don't condemn you, then that means you're arrogant towards the Most High. It means you're not even worried about repercussions. You don't care what the Most High think. That's what this is saying, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasant in His sight. Right, so brothers and sisters, if your heart condemn you not, Matter of fact go read verse read verse 20 and 21 brother verse 20 for if our heart condemn us God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things right so if you do something that is wrong and your heart condemn you and say you need to go back and apologize you know that was wrong if, if you feel that thing in your heart then know that Christ is there even if you you have transgressed lost somewhere there's Christ it may be deep down because, you know, you pray, you may not be following to the best of your ability, but if your heart condemn you, convicts you, if you feel conviction when you do something wrong, then that means Christ, the Most High, is greater than the, the, than the disease, the evil of your heart, brothers and sisters. But read 21, brother. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not. If your heart condemn us not. Then have we confidence towards then God. Then we have arrogance towards the Most High, because why? You got some brothers who, you know, they sin all day and they, they go, you know, they go to sleep good at night. I, we say it all the time, you know, you kill a brother and then go get a beer after that and just go to the club after that. You just get done, you know, uh, you know, uh, cheating on your, your husband or your wife and then you just go home and lay down, go eat dinner or something after that without your heart condemning you. That's a problem, brothers and sisters. If your heart condemns you, that's your conscience, brothers and sisters, telling you. That's the Most High speaking to you. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. Right. So your conscience can function like a moral version of your nervous system, brothers and sisters. Now, the conscience is the voice of the Most High, heard amidst. You know, human conflict during adversity, when you're in the midst of things, even in the spirit of the moment, brothers and sisters, the Most High is trying to connect with us. But we must be still. We must not be too flippant. We must not be too busy, brothers and sisters. This is another way in which the Most High tries to communicate with us, which is through our conscience, convicting our heart when we know something is right or when we know something is wrong. Whether you admit to it, and whether you admit it to somebody else or not, Your heart is telling you, I I shouldn't have did that. I I, I shouldn't have did that. That's Christ, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to John chapter 4 in the gospel. John chapter 4, verse 24. Follow us, brothers and sisters. John 4 and 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. So this is saying that the communication... With the most high spirit to spirit, brothers and sisters, not the way man communicate with each other in the physical realm. The Lord speaks to our spirits, brothers and sisters, not in words, but in thoughts and impressions, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? 24. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. So the most high, the way he talks to you is saying, it's in your mind. You, you'll have that thought saying, I think the Most High want me to do this. Oh, I think the Most High want me to go give this person $5. Well, I think the Most High, that's how it works, brothers and sisters. Therefore, we often miss the leading of the Most High, mistaking it for our own thoughts. So when that's happening, brothers and sisters, that's the Most High speaking to you. You, We must be able to advance and be able to see spiritually, brothers and sisters. Everything is not going to be right in front of you. For, For something to be right in front of you, that's that's for the immature, brothers and sisters. It's just like the spirit of the law. Anybody can follow a law that say do this and don't do this and do this and don't do that. Anybody can follow that. You're just reading it. But the spirit of the law, that next level that you go up to, you must be able to see that without it being physical, brothers and sisters. That come with your spiritual maturity, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. In spirit and in truth, brothers and sisters. So, number one, he speaks to our spirits. Number two, if you're being led by the spirit, the spirit is not going to tell you to break the law. Because I hear a lot of people saying, you know, they're in the spirit, but the spirit is leading them to eat pork. And that's not the right spirit. You're under the spirit of the devil. Because if you, if you said you're being led by the spirit and not the flesh... The spirit is not going to lead you to break the Most High's law, brothers and sisters. So I've heard that out there. People saying, well, yeah, we're being led by the spirit, but you're eating pork. You're worshiping on a Sunday. How does that make sense? The Bible say worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 30 and 20, brother. Discerning the voice of the Most High, brothers and sisters. How is the Most High communicating with us? Isaiah 30, verse 20. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. Right. See, so the most high will speak to you, brothers and sisters, in that still small voice. A lot of times it's your conscience. More times than not, it's your heart, brothers and sisters. If you listen attentively, then you have the instruction, brothers and sisters. The Most High will speak, so you can hear His voice. But you must be able to carefully and objectively confirm that you're following the Most High's voice and not your only and, and not your own your own heart, brothers and sisters. So you must be able to distinguish that because why? Our own flesh can scream out pretty loudly. Especially when we want something very badly, brothers and sisters. The devil is the father of lies and he is the great deceiver, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 21 again, brother? Verse verse 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. Right. So, brothers and sisters, a lot of times you feel that thing. And your conscience is telling you that it's probably the most high. But until you have 100% evidence, you won't follow it. And that's your excuse. Your excuse is just to say, well, I I don't know. I wasn't sure if that was the most high or what that was. I don't know what it was. So since I'm not sure, I'm going to go continue to sin until I'm sure. So a lot of times you'll have people, you know, especially Israel, because we're very stubborn, who they hear the most high, and yet they're going off another direction, acting like as if, they don't know the Most High is trying to communicate with them, brothers and sisters. So, also, you know, if you don't heed his correction, his instruction, then he will stop talking, brothers and sisters. But when you hear that voice, you must be able to objectively deal with the process of elimination to see what voice it is that you're hearing. Are you hearing the Most High's voice? Are you hearing Satan's voice? Or are you hearing your own voice? Because you need to be able to distinguish between that. That's where discernment comes in, brothers and sisters. Because why? You cannot, learn, you cannot let your heart lead you, brothers and sisters. Do not let your heart lead you. You must confirm that this is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Most High, and not your heart. Why? We're going to show you. Jeremiah 17 and 9. The Bible warn, It gives a stern warning, brothers and sisters, about being led by your heart. Jeremiah 17 and 9 The heart is deceitful above all things Read that again brother The heart is deceitful above all things And desperately wicked Who can know it? The Bible actually thinks That our heart has a disease brothers and sisters Why? Because we rationalize the irrational And we defend the indefensible brothers and sisters The heart is deceitful above all things The heart was never designed to lead brothers and sisters The heart was designed to be led By the Most High, brothers and sisters. So if you make your heart your God and ask them to lead us, then they will lead you to a narcissistic misery and an ultimate damnation, brothers and sisters. Do not allow your heart to lead you. Your heart cannot save us, brothers and sisters. You must be saved from your heart, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, Brother Corey? Verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Desperately wicked, brothers and sisters. So we 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 have to put it out there. Do not follow your heart, because a lot of times Christians, this is what they pull when you when it's shown that they're dealing with traditional paganism. They say, "Well, God know my heart." Yeah, He do know your heart. It's deceitfully wicked. It's desperately wicked, above all things. So yes, He does. He do, you know He knows your heart, of course. Read that one more time, brother. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Right. So, brothers and sisters, do not follow your heart. According to scripture, according to biblical text, we can substantiate through biblical text that you should not follow your heart, brothers and sisters. The heart is not leadership material. Why? Go to Matthew 15 and 19 to show you why. We're going to Christ, brothers and sisters. We're going to Christ. Matthew 15, verse 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Right, see? It says, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Because why? Before you commit murder, before you commit adultery and fornication, it was a thought first, which come from your heart, brothers and sisters. Nobody do these things without thinking about it. That's your heart. Your heart have thought about it before. You just now you've acted on that. But this is what you wanted already. This is what your heart already wanted. And when the opportunity presents itself, your heart will deceive you, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. Right. And this is not leadership material, brothers and sisters. The truth is, no one lies to us more than our own hearts, brothers and sisters. They don't tell us the truth. They tell us what we want, brothers and sisters. So you, you can never, when I deal with counsel, brothers and sisters, I always speak to the brothers or the sisters, whoever in which I'm speaking with, and always ask them to take the emotion out of it. Because if you make an emotional decision, you can almost guarantee that it's wrong. You must take yourself out of the position and put that position, or whatever you're dealing with, put it on a Jane Doe or a John Doe. And look at it from that aspect, that it's somebody else, not yourself. Because if you're dealing with emotion, then all your emotions are connected to the decisions that you're making. And that's not good, because that's where Lucifer come in. When you're overly emotional, brothers and sisters, you must not get too up, not get too down. But through your heart, brothers and sisters, you can be led astray. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 19. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries. Fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies—these are the things which defile a man. These are the things that defile a man, brothers and sisters. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Right, and this goes to the question: when they, you know, when Christ said, "It's not what goeth into a man, but what cometh out of him," it's not talking about eating unclean food, brothers and sisters. So, if you're being led by the Spirit, I hope you're not eating unclean food, because that right away is showing us that you're not being led by. The Ruach. You're not being led by the Holy Spirit, the breath of the Most High. You're being led by another spirit, and the Bible is going to expose that spirit. We're going to Psalms 23 and one because why? We cannot follow our heart, brothers and sisters. So we must deal with the process of elimination. Whatever decisions or thoughts that you're, you know, that come to your mind, you have to measure them against the Bible, brothers and sisters. You cannot be led by your heart. Psalms 23 verse one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, brothers and sisters. So we must listen to his voice in his word and follow him, not our heart, brothers and sisters. Our heart will try to shepherd us, but it's not a shepherd, brothers and sisters. In fact, it's a pompous sheep that due to remaining sin have become a wolf in sheep's clothing almost, brothers and sisters. Because why? The Lord is my shepherd. Read that one more time, brother. Verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Right. The most high is your shepherd. So anything that you want, he will provide if you allow him to shepherd you, because that's what a shepherd does. A shepherd provides for the sheep. He protects the sheep. Now, if you're being led by your heart, then the most high is not your shepherd. And you don't go protect other people's sheep. A shepherd is responsible for his sheep and his sheep only. So if you have another shepherd then expect that shepherd to be able to protect you and guide you. Not the Most High, brothers and sisters. Now, just as we have physical ears, we also have spiritual ears, brothers and sisters. And God speaks to us in our spirit. Many times, God will speak things that contradict what we see with our eyes. And even if so, you must be able to follow and fully submit to the Most High. Allow Him to be your shepherd, even if you can't see the pastures. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. See, so he's leading you to be nourished. He's leading you to the green pastures. He's leading you to the waters. The calm, peaceful waters. So, you must follow the Most High. You must follow Christ as our shepherd, brothers and sisters. It's not our own hearts, brothers and sisters. Now, if you want to hear the Most High the Most High God's voice clearly, and you're uncertain, then you must remain in His presence until He changes that uncertainty, brothers and sisters. So come determined to wait. We're going to go to Psalms 25 and 5, just a few chapters over. Psalms 25 verse 5. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee thee do I wait all the day. Right, so brothers and sisters, in order to communicate with the Most High, you must come determined to wait. Don't, co- don't come trying to rush the Most High, brothers and sisters, because why? We will always, you know, wait on the things that's important to us, won't we? So how much is this important for you? Because you'll stay by the phone for a job opportunity, right? You'll stay by the phone for the doctor's report. You'll wait nine months for a baby. So you always wait for the things you want. How much do you value the most high's communication? Because you're waiting in line for groceries. You're waiting in line for Jordans. I haven't seen brothers out there at uh, 1 a.m. <laughs> waiting for some shoes. <laughs> so will you wait on the most high? Because the value we place on something is in direct proportion to the amount of time we're willing to wait for. I know brothers who have waited four, five years for relationships. I know sisters Who have waited for men to get out of prison. So what you value. You will wait on. And sometimes the process of waiting. For the message from the most high. Is often just as important. As the message itself. Can you read that one more time brother. Verse 5. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Right. So you must be prepared to wait. Brothers and sisters. Don't put the most high on the time schedule and say, well, you know what? If he don't answer in a week, then I'm just going to go ahead and do what I'm doing. Because you're not going to be able to give the most high alternatives. Because who are you to give him an alternative? But we did that before. You can read the stories in the apographer where, you know, especially during the time of 70 AD. They were saying, listen, if the most high don't do something in this amount of time, we're going to have to, uh, you know, sign a contract. With the Gentiles, with the heathen, so brothers and sisters, don't put. You can't put the Most High in that box. You can't put the Holy Spirit in that box of you know trying to regulate the 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 timely fashion that they're going to communicate with with you on. You must be patient. You must come ready to be patient. Which means if you come ready to be patient, come ready to wait. If He doesn't have you wait, then that's fine too. But you must be ready. Read that one more time, brother. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. On thee I will wait all day, brothers and sisters. So those who are called to be his sheep, brothers and sisters, they will wait on the most high and they won't make a mo or they won't make a move without it. They will not make a move without it, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Lamentations 3 and 25. Until you hear confirmation from the Most High, don't make a move, brothers and sisters. You must wait on him. Lamentations 3, verse 25. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. Read that one more time, brother. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. Right, see? So those who wait for him, those who wait for him... He will make sure that you come out on top. He will give you favor in all aspects of life, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Right. So hearing the Most High's voice must be such a priority that we're willing to be patient, brothers and sisters. Now, if we we value hearing from the Most High and we're equally as certain that we will hear his voice then we'll be determined to wait patiently, brothers and sisters. There's a direct correlation between your level of anticipation to hear from the Most High and your willingness to wait. So if you're know if you really anticipating, anxious to hear from the Most High, then you'll be able to wait patiently as long as it takes. Now, if you really don't care if you're hearing from the Most High, then that's on you. Because you're probably going to make the wrong decision, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Psalms 119 and 66. Psalms 119 and 66, brothers and sisters. Psalms 119, verse 66. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Right. So, brothers and sisters, where it says, teach me good judgment. It's talking about discernment. I need to know, we need to know how to discern right from wrong, good, and evil. Especially in this day and age where Satan have camouflaged a lot of sin, brothers and sisters. We need to be able to distinguish what's right and what's wrong, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Right, so discernment is being able to determine the moral quality in any circumstance, brothers and sisters. It's the ability to make discriminating judgments to distinguish between the moral implications of different situations and of courses, different courses of action, brothers and sisters. So should I make this decision? Should I make this decision? Or should I stand still? Discernment will help you with these things, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 66. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. For I have believed thy commandments. To prove to you that you can only get discernment by believing in these commandments, brothers and sisters. And if you believe in them, that means you follow them. So usually, those who don't follow the Most High God and have no respect for the Bible, they have no discernment, brothers and sisters, at all. They they have no equilibrium sp- spiritually, brothers and sisters. So he's telling you, teach me good judgment and knowledge, because I believe the commandments. So that's how you get the discernment. That's how you get the knowledge, brothers and sisters. Can you read the next scripture, brother? Verse 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Right. See? So keeping thy word, brothers and sisters, will help you increase your wisdom. Increase your discernment and your knowledge. Because you need discernment, especially as a fisherman. If you're fishing for Christ, if you're working in the army of the Most High, you need to be able to discern right and wrong. Why? Why? Because there's going to be a a lot of opportunity for you to be deceived. With your rulership, with your crown, come people trying to remove that crown from your head. So you must be able to discern, brothers and sisters, good from evil. You must be able to discern truth from lie. You must be able to discern when there's a deception near. We're going to go to Proverbs 2 and 3. Because you need to be able to discern when it's the Most High's voice and when it's your own. You need discernment for that, brothers and sisters. And the scripture is going to highlight how to implement this. Proverbs 2 and 3. Yet if thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seeketh her as silver and searcheth for her. If thou seeketh her and seeketh her as silver. This is the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, also known as wisdom. You must seek wisdom. It refers to her as a her because the apographer tell you it's a feminine spirit, brothers and sisters. The Most High is not on the throne sitting next to a male spirit. So that's what the Catholics deal with because they they promote homosexuality. The Holy Spirit is a feminine spirit, brothers and sisters. The way he pulled Eve out of Adam, he pulled the Holy Spirit out of himself. And from them came the Son, brothers and sisters. Can you read that from the top, brother? Verse 3. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and lifted up thy voice for understanding. Crieth after knowledge, <clears throat> brothers and sisters. So, discernment is gained by pursuing it with a passion. That's what this is showing, brothers and sisters. Pursue this with a passion. Verse 4. If thou seeketh her as silver, and searcheth for her as for hidden treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Read that one more time, brother. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Right. So to gain deep understanding of how to interpret those things that are going on around us, brothers and sisters, we need the gift of wisdom from the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. That's the only way we can discern the things that are around us. We're going to uh, go to the next scripture. Verse seven. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. Read that one more time, brother. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. See, so you get wisdom if you walk uprightly, brothers and sisters. If you walk in the light, that's following his commandments, brothers and sisters. And if it's not following his commandments, what's to distinguish between somebody who's going to heaven and hell? If, if, if I don't need to follow the law, then is everybody just going to heaven? Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse seven. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. Right. So, brothers and sisters, you need this wisdom. And the only way to get this wisdom is to be righteous. The only way to gain the discernment is to be righteous. And the only way to be righteous is to follow his laws, statutes, and commandments, brothers and sisters. That's how you gain true discernment. True discernment means not only distinguishing the right from the wrong, but also distinguishing the primary from the secondary. The essential from the indifferent and the permanent from the transient, brothers and sisters. So what's important? What's most important? Will this that I want to do fade away? And what'll be concrete and follow me to the grave? You need to be able to put things in order, brothers and sisters. For example, a brother has a family. His family should be most important. But he'll he, you know, he slip up and fulfill his flesh and fornicate. Because he, his flesh was his immediate concern. Instead of being his secondary concern, his primary concern should have been being with his family. But he allowed to his flesh, which should have been secondary, to become primary. And that's where discernment comes in. Discernment say, well, I do want to do this, but this is more important. And that's where discernment comes in, brothers and sisters. Can you uh, read the next scripture, brother? Verse 8. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness. Then shalt thou understand righteousness. So through biblical discernment, brothers and sisters, you can, dis- you can discover instruction and direction without any shadow of a doubt. Can you read that one more time? Verse 9. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yeah, every good path. Right, every good path. That's through wisdom, brothers and sisters. For in order to have discernment, you must have knowledge of the Bible. You must have knowledge of the law. You must become a student. Of the scripture brothers and sisters. Without it you'll fail to distinguish God's purpose and word. From your purpose and your words brothers and sisters. We're going to go to First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10. Follow us to the New Testament brothers and sisters. This is a lesson on discerning the voice of the most high brothers and sisters. We believe this is a critical lesson to know. When the most high is trying to get our attention. Especially in a world where you have constant transmission of music of uh, moving pictures you have internet you have phones so they've done their best to keep you busy they've, th- they've done their best to keep you preoccupied brothers and sisters and that was on purpose we're going to use the scripture to highlight it. let's <coughs> go to first corinthians chapter 12 verse 10 brother first corinthians 12 and 10 to another the working of miracles to another prophecy... Actually, one second, brother. We're going we're gonna to go up. We're going to read... We're going to start at verse 8. We're going to read 8 through 12, uh, 10. 1 Corinthians 12 and 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. These are the gifts given by the Holy Spirit. Verse 9. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another the gift of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. And to another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits, brothers and sisters. So another crucial aspect of discernment is what the Bible calls discernment of spirits. Or testing the spirits to see whether they're from the Most High or from Satan, brothers and sisters. Now, you can't get any of these gifts if you're not baptized. Because being baptized is how you receive the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. So for those who Israelites or Christians or whoever who doesn't believe, um, you know, uh, that they must be baptized, that they must touch the water, that they must be fully submerged in water, then you could probably bet that they don't have any of these gifts. You shall know a man by their fruits, brothers and sisters. It begins the walk. The ministry begins with the water, brothers and sisters. Christ's ministry began after he was baptized, brothers and sisters. If you didn't know that, go back and read the gospel again. Christ's ministry started after he was baptized, brothers and sisters, not before. Can you read verse 10 one more time, brother? Verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. So the discernment of spirits helps us to distinguish the real from the funny, the true from the false. Why? You'll need this because once you wake up, there's a lot of other Hebrew records out there that when our people find out they're the Israelites, they... Start to want to look into. And you need to have discernment. If you don't have discernment. You don't know what's right and wrong. Then you shouldn't go into any other Israelite records. Outside of what you can confirm with the Bible. The the books that the Bible refer you to. Unless, until you have discernment. We wouldn't suggest that you go into these other records. Because why? The scripture is telling you. You need discernment in the spirits. Because there's spirits on a lot of these other records. Because Satan know that we've waken up. So he put a lot of snares out there, brothers and sisters. So you must have a foundation first before you can discern what's good and what's evil, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21. We're standing in the New Testament, brothers and sisters. Follow us here. We're going to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read verse 21. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21. Prove all things Hold fast that which is good Prove all things brothers and sisters So the Bible teaches us that it's The responsibility of all believers Every believer to be discerning To prove That means each decision that you make You need to prove it Measure it against the scripture before you make it If somebody's asking you Hey man let's go to this club First thing in your mind is how does this line up with the Bible Hey man let's go uh, Do some uh, Cocaine drugs how did this line up with the Bible or a woman invite you over one, two o'clock in the morning when it's time when, listen, only thing open at that time of light is nothing good, brothers and sisters. So you need to be able to have discernment, brothers and sisters. You must prove all things against the scripture. And I know a lot of especially young men don't want to do this because it takes too much. Um, it takes too much. Thinking. And most people don't want to think. They want to make the you know, the first decision in their mind they want to go with it. But when you're living as a believer, brothers and sisters, you must prove your decisions to the most high. Read that one more time, brother. Verse twenty one prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Right. So the key to living an uncompromising life lies in one's ability to exercise discernment in every area of his or her life, brothers and sisters. Discernment. Is the ability to think biblically about all areas, brothers and sisters. Read uh, read, uh, that one more time, brother, please. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Now notice this. This is how you know it's talking about discernment. Because it says abstain from all appearance of evil. So it may not be wrong by law... But it appears to be evil, that's where discernment comes in, because now you need to discern what could appear to be evil. You see that, brothers and sisters? You need discernment. Because there's certain things as a believer, as a man of God, as a leader, as a teacher, may not be unlawful, but it may not be it may not work in your favor as to the type of work you're doing, brothers and sisters. Do you understand that? Because if a brother see you doing something that appears to be evil, even though you have the grace to do it, then it's actually going to work against your work, brothers and sisters. For example, a brother, you know, um, some co-workers want to invite him out. You know, it's all females. And he goes out to this dinner with all of these females. And he this is a married man. Now, this could appear to be evil if somebody viewed it, if somebody's perception Wanted to view it that way, brothers and sisters. And you always have to look at things uh, from how other people would perceive it, brothers and sisters. Because there's certain things that if you do, it appears to be evil. And you may never get a chance to actually explain what was really going on. So we must stay away from that, brothers and sisters. There's certain things, you know, going to a bar is not wrong. But if you're teaching the Bible, you know... You may not want to go to bars, brothers and sisters, (laughs) because that's just not the right environment for you to be, because it appears that you could be a drunkard, and you must understand that anything that you do that can be used against you, Satan will find a way to utilize it, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time from the top, brother. Verse 21, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. Right, so brothers and sisters... Your homeboys, they need a ride. We can't give them a ride to the strip club, brothers and sisters. Even though it's no law saying you can't do that, brothers and sisters, we must abstain from the appearance of evil, brothers and sisters. So it may not be evil, but if it can be perceived as evil, brothers and sisters. Right? So you must prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. And what does that mean? That means discernment. Utilizing your discernment. Right? If you're a married man or a married woman, it's probably best that you don't give your phone number out to opposite sex co-workers or other people, right? Exactly. So think about it, brothers and sisters. If you you look at it from the outside, and it appears to be evil, then that's where your discernment comes in to say, ah, you know, I'm not going to give her my number, even though, you know, I'm faithful to my wife. I'm not going to give her my number because it could be viewed differently. Unless you have a reason to be talking to this person, of course, right, brothers and sisters. But not just because. The same thing with the brothers. I'm not going to, you know, my wife may not like that, or a brother, my you know. vice versa. we must be able to discern what appears to be evil from the naked eye, brothers and sisters because I can tell you this, if you begin to share truth and you transgress something that appears to be evil, a person will point to that and point and, and say that's the reason why they're not going to follow the truth because that's what they'll do brothers and sisters. they're looking for something wrong. So they can excuse off everything that you've done, that you've taught or that you've tried to share with them. So you got to be very, very careful, brothers and sisters. Uh, We're going to read that one more time from the top before we move on. Verse 21. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Right. Abstain from all appearance of evil, brothers and sisters. So, you know, I'm not going to the Christmas party at my job. Because even though I don't celebrate Christmas and I may have been going there to, you know, uh, share some truth. If there's some brothers around or a sister around that this is their first time not celebrating Christmas and they don't they can't ascertain what I'm doing there. That's going to be a problem because now they may go back to Christmas or may they may put it down altogether. Right, brothers and sisters. So that's the next level of maturity. Is understanding how people perceive you and how they perceive your message, brothers and sisters. So we must abstain from all appearance of evil, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We're going to stay in the New Testament. 2 Timothy 2 and 7. Discerning the voice of the Most High God. 2 Timothy 2, verse 7. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Right. We need discernment in all things to please the Most High, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. In all things, brothers and sisters. So a discerning spirit is one that is in tune with the Spirit of the Most High. And avid Bible study and compliance with the direction of the Most High and His organization, His Spirit, will help us to discern When we face this, uh, excuse me, when we face situations that could lead us in a wrong course of action, brothers and sisters. So we must acknowledge the Most High in all things. We must become a student of the Bible. We must read it. We must listen to the audio Bible. We must take notes. Because that's what give you understanding in all things. A lot of people believe, especially novice, that when you learn the Bible that you're just learning about laws. When really that's, it's not even about the laws. You're spiritually maturing in all aspects of life, brothers and sisters. You understand agriculture. You understand economics. You understand history. You understand law. law. You understand a plethora of topics through the Bible, brothers and sisters. You understand politics. So you will get understanding in all things, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 7. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Understanding in all things, brothers and sisters. So we must learn to discern when we hear that voice. Because Satan will also speak to you. The same way he spoke to Christ in the wilderness, brothers and sisters. Especially if he know you're weak. He will present you with the opportunity to transgress, to sin, brothers and sisters. And you must know his voice from your master's voice. From our master, from our Lord Christ. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to read verse 23 through 30. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 1 and 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Right. So, brothers and sisters, the Most High is saying he will pour out his spirit unto us. How? Why? Why? By being obedient, brothers and sisters. Obedience to the most high is key to hearing his voice. Not just occasionally, but as a lifestyle, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 23. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. So, if we refuse, brothers and sisters, if we don't pay attention... To the high's mm-hmm. wisdom. Then we won't hear him in our daily lives. It's going to show you. Verse twenty, verse 25. But ye have said at naught all my counsel. And with none of my reproof. So we wouldn't take heed to none of his reproof. His correction. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will what? I will laugh at your calamity. Right. See? So if you don't take heed to his instruction. Brothers and sisters. Then when adversity come. Then you're on your own. That's that's how it is, brothers and sisters. If you love somebody, you need their assistance. Then that means you are considerate to their perception. If you don't even consider how the Most High feels about something, then you will have to deal with that on your own. The Most High give you enough rope to hang yourself, brothers and sisters. Can you read that from uh, verse twenty-five again, brother? Verse twenty-five. But ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I oh, mock when your fear coming. Right. So if you don't take heed to the Most High's instruction, then when you want to talk to Him in your daily life, you will not hear Him. You will not hear Him, brothers and sisters, because why? You don't take heed to His instruction. You only come to Him when you need something. And that's not right, and that's not fair. And the Bible tells you our God is a jealous God. So when you start following or paying more attention to other things outside of the Most High, then that's going to become a problem. Uh, Read that one more time, brother. Verse 26. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me. See, so the most, he know us so well, don't he? Don't every time you need him, when, (laughs) when, when you can't get through it on your own, what we do, We get down on our knees, don't we? We start praying to the Most High, telling them, I'm going to change everything, I promise. I'm going to be in church every Sunday. Ain't this what we do? Right when you get caught up. Ain't this what we do? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 27. Uh, Verse 27. "When When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me. But I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Right. Seek me early. They'll start start praying every morning now because you need something now. But when you had it, it it seemed in your control, the control of your hand, you didn't want to take heed to the Most High. People don't learn new tricks, brothers and sisters. No matter how many generations go by, people don't change that much. And as soon as things start to fall, that's when we run to the Most High, to be in His presence, when really... We should be in his presence at all times. So when the adversity comes, we're already there in his presence, brothers and sisters. I used to be that person when I was young, in my youth, in my teenage years. I would know, you know, what's right. My heart would condemn me. And only when I saw it coming down on my head <laughs> did I start crying out to the most High, telling them, I'll I change. I promise I'll change. You- we need to change Without the adversity, brothers and sisters, you must be self-motivated. Don't allow circumstances to motivate you, brothers and sisters. Because if you do, then the Most High is going to put you in a circumstance that you would never want to find yourself. So you must be motivated to engage, to chase after wisdom with a passion before it's needed, brothers and sisters. Can you read that next scripture, brother? Verse 29. For that they, <clears throat> for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Right. So, brothers and sisters, when you despise his instruction, his reproof, and his counsel, then you're on your own. Now, the good news is, if we pay attention to the Most High in His Word, He promises to make His voice clear to us and guide us through all our ways. So, you can either ignore Him and be on the road on your on your own, or you can take heed to the Most High, His counsel, His instruction, His reproof, and He'll direct our path. And He will speak clearly to us, brothers and sisters. There will be clarity. We're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah chapter 10. We're going to read verse 23. Jeremiah 10 and 23. O oh Lord. I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Right. So what does this mean, brothers and sisters? This means no one has the ability to run their life well on their own. It's not in man to lead himself, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. So we desperately need the Most High's help, brothers and sisters, to determine truth and reality in a world filled with confusing gray areas and evil deceptions. One way, one crucial way, actually, to obtain direction and discernment is to ex- exemplify humility, to to epitomize meekness, brothers and sisters, to be shame-faced. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 23. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. O oh Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. Right. So, Most High, correct me, but with judgment and not thine anger. So, brothers and sisters, you must love to be corrected by the Most High. When you fu- when you fully submit to the Most High and you spiritually develop and mature, you love the correction of the Most High because now you realize that you had been wrong. Now, when you take everything... And say, well, I'm just wrong about everything. I can't get nothing right. That's not the way to take it. You must take heed to the instruction and love when you find out that you've done something wrong. Most people get defensive when they find out they're wrong. Instead of that, you should be accepting that you're wrong. And say, now I can change my circumstance because I have been wrong this whole time and I didn't even know it. So that's the perspective that you must take, brothers and sisters. Correct me, but with judgment and not in our anger and not in his anger, because why he would destroy us and bring us to nothing. He would bring us to dust, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother from the top? Uh, 23. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not a man that walketh to direct his steps. O Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger. Lest thou bring me to nothing. Now, we must know, brothers and sisters, that we must be humble. We must be meek. And that means knowing that we're in no position to direct our own steps. We're not qualified for that. You must know that. And you knowing that that's above your qualifications is humility. Because that means you'll give ear and give way to the Most High. Because you understand you're unqualified to make such decisions. We're going to prove that. You must be humble. You must be meek. We're going to go to 1st Thessalonians 5 and 18. Follow us, brothers and sisters. We're going to the New Testament. Discerning the voice of the Most High God. 1st Thessalonians 5 and 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Right. So, this shows the humility, brothers and sisters. No matter what you're going through, adversity no matter what fiery trial you're going through you must give thanks to the most high not complain because even though times are hard we must resent we must resist the temptation of grumbling brothers and sisters and complaining which only makes the matter worse brothers and sisters what we must do is thank the most high that that he's in the midst of this mess with us brothers and sisters and that we're not alone so this is a this is a key way to, ha- to clear up the communication lines between you and the Most High is to thank Him, even during the fiery trial. Thank Him. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. He didn't say for everything. He said in everything. So while you're in it, you must give thanks, brothers and sisters. That's how you get the Most High's attention. That's how you have the Most High's power. Brothers and sisters, by showing your humility, even though you may be in adversity in a fry, fiery trial, you're thanking the most high, not for the adversity, for the opportunity to make himself known. So brothers and sisters, this is a part of, this is a part of meekness. This is a part of exemplifying humility and that's to know that we're unqualified to make c- certain situations and anything that the most high do for us is more than we than we deserve. We deserve to be dead. If we was living by Old Testament laws, we would all be dead. So if the Most High didn't ever do another thing for us, he'd done too much. And we must stay in that spirit. We must, we must not be in a spirit of entitlement. We must be in a spirit of meekness and humility. That anything the Most High, if we just need his garment. Just touch his garment. If you could just touch his garment, that's enough. That's the spirit we must be in, brothers and sisters. Not entitlement. Give thanks. In all things, brothers and sisters. Meekness. That's the easiest way to open up the communication lines, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Hebrews 4 and 12. Follow us here, brothers and sisters, in the New Testament. We're going to Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to read verse 12. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Why do we go here? We needed to prove that the Bible gives discernment. You can get this discernment from the Bible, brothers and sisters. To be able to discern right and wrong. You must be able to deal with or to consume daily biblical texts. There must be daily consumption of the Bible in some fashion, brothers and sisters. Whether you're reading it, whether you're listening to it. Each and every day, brothers and sisters, there must be some daily consumption of the word. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing the of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, brothers and sisters. So the word of God helps us to identify what the will of the Most High is and what's contradictory or contrary to his will brothers and sisters the bible is able to help us discern the thoughts and the intentions of our own heart brothers and sisters is what my heart wants right or if my is what my heart want is it against the most high you have you must be you must be honest with yourself brothers and sisters not just what you want but the reasons why you want it And that's where the Bible come in. Use the Bible, brothers and sisters, as a manual, as a manuscript in which you gain your knowledge, your instruction, your understanding. It's a core masterpiece, brothers and sisters, and you must use this to perfect yourself. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Right. So you can learn discernment from the word of God, brothers and sisters. And that's critical because you must be able to discern the voice of the Most High and the voice of Satan. Also, the voice of your own. You need this discernment, brothers and sisters. Discernment will help you in all facets of life. Because why? When you come into this truth, a lot of times you would... Love to just share this truth with anybody and everybody at any time. And soon you will find out that even though something may be the truth, doesn't give you license to say that truth at any time in any environment. So that's where discernment comes in, brothers and sisters. So in order to perfect your your fishing for the most high, you will need discernment, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. We're staying in the New Testament, brothers and sisters. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read verse 11 through 15. 1 Corinthians 2 and 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Read that one more time, brother. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Right. So brothers and sisters, only the Spirit which is in man that come from the Most High have the understanding of what's right and what's wrong and how to direct a man. A man cannot direct himself. It's not in himself to direct himself. It's in him to be led. And that come through the Spirit of the Most High, the Spirit that's in that man. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Continue. Verse 12. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. See? So you can only get the instruction if it's given to you by the Most High or by the Holy Spirit. So the only way to obtain the Holy Spirit is through what? Through baptism? Through complete submission? Through complete obedience. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Right, so all instruction, all discernment, all things are given freely from the most high God, brothers and sisters. And that's why you must stay humble. Continue, brother. Verse 13. Which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Right. So the Most High will give us edification or understanding of spiritual uh, of spiritual things that are outside the understanding of human discernment, brothers and sisters. There's certain things that can't be taught by a man. It can only be taught by the Most High, brothers and sisters. And that's why we, we always say... What school did Christ go to? What school did Moses and Solomon and Saul go to? because they can't a school cannot teach you, brothers and sisters, the Spirit of the Most High. They can't teach you how to go through precepts, brothers and sisters. Only the book can only be broken down by the elect, by you all brothers and sisters, and that can only be taught by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, because when you go into the church to to discourse with the pastor, or with some of your Christian friends and family, they're going to ask you where you know what degree do you have, and this is the answer: the Holy Ghost give you the understanding of the spiritual, brothers and sisters. Can you read the next scripture, brother? Verse fourteen: But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him; neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. We read that one more time, brother. <clears throat> Verse fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Right. So the natural man, that means a man who's controlled by his flesh, brothers and sisters, will not receive the Spirit of the Most High God, because they believe it's foolishness. They don't want to learn. They don't want to deal with any level of instruction. They don't want to read the book. They would rather just be foolish, because why? Ignorance is bliss, brothers and sisters. If you are somewhat aware of a foolish decision, it kind of takes away the fun of it. Because in the back of your mind, you're thinking of it. So they don't even want to deal with it. They, they don't want to hear it because they can't fully enjoy the foolishness or the sin if they know, if they have knowledge of it, brothers and sisters. So the natural man receiveth not the things of the Most High God. You reject the instruction. You reject the, the discipline. You reject the structure. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because that can only be, it can only be given by the Holy Spirit. For they are foolish unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritually dis- discerned. That means they, their spiritual eyes are closed, brothers and sisters. The Holy Spirit is not guiding them. It's not giving them the, in, the instruction. The details, the blueprint. They're moving on their own. Verse 15. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Right. So a righteous man, he that is spiritual, judge all things through a spiritual aspect, brothers and sisters. They see the spiritual implications of each and every decision, brothers and sisters. That's what the spiritual man, he, he double checks everything. He has to make sure. Because why? There's spiritual implications to physical decisions that we make, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse 15. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. It says, For yet he himself is judged of no man. Why? Because a spiritual man judges himself first. The Bible tells you, if you judge yourself, you will not be judged, brothers and sisters. So, a man who's spiritual judge all things, he discerns all things. He don't just make immature, quick decisions without counsel from the Most High or trusted, trusted people. He that is spiritual, judge all things. So even what he watch, sometimes they'll say, well, you just, you know, you're just too godly. I can't even watch regular shows around you. I'm like, hey, I can't help but judge it. If I know it's wrong, I'm not thinking that it's wrong. The Most High is just telling me that's wrong. Turn, don't turn that off. <laughs> And and then they'll get mad at you, brothers and sisters. They'll get mad at you. When really that's what a spiritual man do. That's what a spiritual woman do. It's not just fun. You have to judge entertainment also, brothers and sisters. Because it comes to most sin now is coming in the form of an entertainment. So you must be able to judge that also, brothers and sisters. That's what a spiritual woman or a spiritual man do, brothers and sisters. Therefore he's not judged of anybody else. We're gonna move forward, brothers and sisters. We're gonna go to Psalms 81 and 11. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Psalms chapter 81. We're going to read verse 11. Brother Corey, can you read Psalms 81 and 11, please? Psalms 81 verse 11. But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would none of of me. So I gave them up unto their own hearts lust. Right, so brothers and sisters, if we don't acquiesce, to the instruction provided in biblical te- biblical text he will allow you to de- deceive yourself brothers and sisters the most high will give you up to your own lust can you read that again brother from the top verse 11 but my people would not hearken to my voice and in, in Israel would none of me so i gave them up unto their own hearts lust and they walked in in their own counsels right so brothers and sisters if you continue if you persist in evil course and disobedience to the Most High's commandments, He leaves us to our own stubbornness, brothers and sisters, to let us see what the result is of forsaking the true God. So the Most High will give us up to our own lust, to where you don't even hear Him anymore because He's done talking to you. You ignored Him, so now He allow your heart to make you believe you're right. So there's a point where homosexual in the beginning they know that is wrong. They know the Most High didn't make them like that, but over time. Through continual disobedience. They start to believe God made them that way. That's a per- prime example of the Most High giving you up to your own lust. A drug dealer saying, well, you know, I need to sell drugs because it's okay because I got to feed my family. And I'm worried about my family. When, brother, you was feeding your family well before you was a drug dealer, brother. So that's baloney. My sister say that, well, I had to shake my tail. I had to do it to feed my children. That's baloney. The Most High gave them up to the lust of their own hearts. Because why? Read that again from the top, brother, please. Verse 11. But my people would not hearken unto my voice, and Israel would none of me. So I gave them up unto their own hearts' lust, and they walked in in their own counsel. Right, so the Most High punishes men and women by leaving them to their own self-willed courses of action, brothers and sisters, which prove their own ruin. Without any shadow of a doubt, the Most High will allow you to ruin yourself. Brothers and sisters, because the Most High has what? He has what's called His perfect will and His permissive will. His perfect will is His plan for our life, His permissive will is what He'll allow because He loves us so much, He allows us to make our own decisions, even if it's to destroy ourselves, brothers and sisters. Without any shadow of a doubt, we're going to go to Jeremiah 7 and 24. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 24. Jeremiah 7 and 24. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and the imaginations of their evil heart. What happens when we do that? And went backwards and not forward. So look at that, brothers and sisters. If you follow your own advice and refuse to yield to the Most High's will, instead of progressing towards blessings, you'll regress into being cursed without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24. But they hearkened not nor incline their ear, but walk in the counsels and the imaginations of their evil heart. Right, so if he he allows you to be given up to your own depraved inclinations, he's only allowing that so you can destroy yourself, brothers and sisters. It says, if you list, hearken means not to listen, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, Brother Corey. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear, but walk in the counsels and in the imaginations of their evil heart. And went backwards and not forward. Right. So brothers and sisters, when you allow your own heart to give you instruction and direction to be your spiritual GPS, you end up going backwards and not forward, brothers and sisters. So you must listen. The Most High gave you two ears and one mouth. Listen more than you speak. The Most High is saying, if you don't, he's going to allow you. To follow your own imagination. And we already read that the heart is deceitfully wicked, brothers and sisters. So if you want to regress spiritually, if you want to regress in life, then just follow your own heart, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, Brother Corey, please. Verse 24. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear, but walk in the counsels and in the imaginations of their evil heart. And went backwards and not fools. See, so the Most High has given instruction that if you follow your own heart, you will go backwards, brothers and sisters. So we must let the Most High's will be our rule. And His favor will be our happiness, brothers and sisters. We must admit to our own ineptitude as it pertains to decision making, brothers and sisters. We're not good at making moral decisions without measuring it against the Bible first. So we must know that, brothers and sisters, the heart never makes the right decision. The heart never makes the right decision, brothers and sisters. You must prove all things by measuring it, by using a metric of the Bible to see how any circumstance correlates with Scripture. Can you read that one more time, brother, please? <clears throat> but they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imaginations of their evil heart. And went backwards and not forward. Right. So brothers and sisters, we must always consult with the Most High. Listen to the Most High. We must incline our ear, which means be ready to listen. That means get your ear ready to listen. Always be ready to listen, brothers and sisters. Not you listen when you feel like hearing from Him. You must be inclined to hear His voice, brothers and sisters. The same way you have a dog whistle in which... Human ears can't hear it, but a dog ear pick that up as soon as you blow it. That's how our ear must be, brothers and sisters. It must be inclined. It must be set on the most high frequency to hear anything that he says because he can speak at any time, brothers and sisters. He can speak at the spur of the moment right when you're about to make a decision. So you must be ready to listen, brothers and sisters. You must be able to distinguish his voice from the enemy. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter nine, uh, Excuse me, Proverbs chapter nineteen, verse twenty. Please follow us, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse twenty and twenty-one. Proverbs nineteen, verse twenty. Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Right. So, brothers and sisters, your spiritual ears must be inclined to hear. Verse twenty-one. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Right. So, brothers and sisters, we must take heed to the Most High's instruction, even when it seems to contradict what our eyes see. Read that from the top, brother, please. Verse 20. Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Right. So there are many imaginations. There are many things that a man's heart desire, brothers and sisters, that can lead him to make Uh, an unjust unjust act. He may be disobedient because why? Because of the imagination of his heart. There are many thoughts in a man's heart, brothers and sisters. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Right. So in the end, the only thing that's going to stand will be when you receive the counsel from the Most High. If you made your own decisions and followed your heart, you will fall. You will stumble. You will fall and be down for the count. In the end, after everything dissolves and dissipates, the only thing standing is those that were instructed by the Most High. Can you read that one more time from the the top, brother? Verse 20. Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Right, so you must hear the counsel, so you must be able to distinguish his voice. Because if you hear his voice, he's given instruction, brothers and sisters, that will make you wise, that will give you discernment brothers and sisters, and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Right. So there's many agendas in a man's heart, brothers and sisters. And usually the decisions that a man's heart lead him to are things that give him pleasure, immediate pleasure. So you cannot follow your heart, brothers and sisters, because your heart will lead you astray, will lead you into the pits of darkness, brothers and sisters. You must not let your heart guide you. You must let the Most High be your shepherd, brothers and sisters. You must learn to distinguish His voice. And when you hear His voice, to receive that instruction, which means not to reject it. Because why? A lot of us hear His voice. But because it's not the answer we want to hear, we act as if it was never said. So the Most High, He also sees that too, brothers and sisters. A lot of us, when he, when he's given the instruction and we hear it, but we don't want to receive it, we don't even talk to the Most High. We, we stop praying. We stop spending time in his word because you know he's trying to give you the instruction that you don't want to hear. So the Most High is watching that too. Because if you don't receive the instruction, brothers and sisters, there's going to come a time where it's not available to you. Like the Bible tells you, the Most High would take wisdom from you. Brothers and sisters, we're going to go to Isaiah 26 and 3. We're going to end it here. Follow us, brothers and sisters, please. Isaiah 26 verse 3. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Right. So, brothers and sisters, he will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind on him. Why? Because if we keep our mind on him, the communication lines are clear. The only way you would be able to keep your mind on him is what? Is to trust in him. To trust in his, his law, statutes, and commandments, brothers and sisters. To trust in his judgment. To trust in his direction. If you trust in his direction, then he'll keep you in perfect peace, brothers and sisters. That means not rejecting when you do hear his voice. Because some people, they know that they hear the voice. Some people, of course, they, they, they're they not sure. They're still young. They're still trying to distinguish Their own voice from their conscience or from the voice of the Most High. But then you also have people who understand because the Most High has probably told them over an extended period of time and they know what's right. But they don't trust in the Most High. They have arrogance against the Most High. They don't believe in his direction. They believe that, you know, their direction, their instruction, what their heart is telling them to do. Will be more beneficial to them than the most high. So in order for the most high to keep us in perfect peace. We must stay in communication with the most high by keeping our mind stayed on him. Can you read that one more time brother? Verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. It says mind is stayed on thee. Which means your mind must be always on what the most high wants you to do. That must be priority. That must be primary. No matter what thought comes to your mind, the primary thing is, how does this affect what the Most High need me to do? Your mind must be stayed on Him as it pertains to any circumstance, as it pertains to any course of action, brothers and sisters. Every decision that we make must be with the Most High in mind. That's what discernment is, brothers and sisters. You gain discernment. Through trusting in the most high, following his laws, statutes, and commandments. So we want to encourage you today to listen when you feel that prompting of the Spirit on the inside, brothers and sisters. He doesn't speak to everyone in the same way. And learning to hear him for yourself is a process, brothers and sisters. We want to say Kwam yasharala, Sin no more. Sin no more.